This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, hello and welcome. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few minutes, John Carlson and David Mader will join us with a fresh Vancouver Market real estate update and more on the 1% Realty Story. First, however, here are some of the top consumer stories we're working on this week. We pay a lot of attention on this show to job numbers, and this week we learned that October was another good month for job creation across Canada, with over 35,000 jobs added to the economy. But we also saw the unemployment rate tick a notch higher as more younger workers were looking for jobs last month, too. Despite real losses in the wholesale and retail trade sector, some Canadians found work in construction, along with culture and recreation and other service industries. The biggest gains in on Quebec, with Alberta close behind, followed by Manitoba and then Newfoundland and Labrador, while Saskatchewan lost the largest number of jobs. BC's numbers were fairly static. And here's the important number. Compared to a year ago, employment is up by over 300,000 jobs across Canada, most of them full-time. Interesting news from the Toronto Stock Exchange this week as we learned the makers of Corona Beer, Svedka Vodka, and Mondavi Wines, that would be Constellation Brands, is now investing in the marijuana business too. Constellation announced this week it's forking over $191 million to buy a 9.9% share in Canopy Growth Corporation, also known as Weed on the TSX, which sells medical cannabis products here in Canada and other markets where it's legal. Constellation says it has no plans at all yet to sell pot products and won't until they become legal at all government levels, but they also recognize pot's potential to become a significant consumer category in the future. As beverage makers, they want in on the ground floor and will work to cooperate to develop cannabis-infused drinks, which they see as a major consumer trend. Pot stocks are enjoying quite the roller coaster ride on the TSX these days as players, large and small, begin to recognize the revenue potential here and adjust their portfolios accordingly. And while we're talking positive economic news, we learned this week that Canadians are on track to set another record for new car sales this year. DeRosier Automotive Consultants say annual vehicle sales are easily on track to cruise past 2 million for the first time after hitting another record-setting month. October sales hit above 164,000 vehicles for a 6.3% increase from the same month last year. October's numbers brought total sales this year to about 1.76 million, up over 5% from last year, with every month but April hitting a new record. General Motors led the pack last month with its sales up 26%. GM's chief rival Ford followed closely behind with its sales down 2%. That puts GM within 10,000 units of Ford, the biggest overall seller in 2017 for total sales so far. October's total sales included about 115,000 light trucks, up 13%. Passenger car sales down almost 8%. 
Now, this story shouldn't really surprise any of us, but there's new evidence about teenagers who use electronic cigarettes, suggesting they're at risk of graduating to tobacco smoking. The study of more than 44,000 grade 9 to 12 students in both Ontario and Alberta, published this week in the Canadian Medical Association Journal, shows a strong linkage between vaping or e-smoking and subsequent tobacco use. We found that youth that had used e-cigarettes were significantly more likely to start smoking a year later, said the study's lead researcher at the University of Waterloo in Ontario. They're more likely to try smoking, and they're more likely to become daily smokers. The big question is whether it's the use of e-cigarettes that's making some young people smoke. The study's lead says the kids who do risky things, the ones that are more likely to try e-cigarettes, are also more likely to try smoking, and guess what? They're also more likely to try alcohol and marijuana. It's all to do with the fact that kids who are susceptible are going to try different things. The government has new bill, S6, in the Senate right now, which will strengthen laws about e-cigarettes and their advertising, but the doctors say it's too weak. The Canadian Medical Association recommends a ban on the sale of all electronic cigarettes to to those people younger than the minimum age for tobacco consumption in their province or territory. And finally, yes, the lineups were back at Apple stores across North America, including here in Vancouver in the cold yesterday, as many customers waited for hours, in some cases, to be the first uh, to drop anywhere from 1350 bucks or more on the snazzy new iPhone 10. Apple laid on more staff for yesterday's expected big rush. Now, smart customers who had pre-ordered their phones were given specific times to just come by the store and pick it up. And now Apple says expected to delay of five to six weeks for your online order to be processed. We've reported on production problems with the iPhone 10 on this show before, and it appears Apple will be playing catch-up with this high-demand product for many months. CEO Tim Cook downplayed the production issues on Thursday, saying Apple expects its biggest quarter ever from the one we're in right now. Those are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. We'll have a look at a few more later in the show, and we'll have a steal report for you as well. Coming up next, more on Vancouver real estate from the pros at 1% Realty. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. And welcome back to the program. Nice to be with you this Saturday afternoon. Sterling Fox joined in studio by John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and David Mater, Personal Real Estate Corporation. The guys from 1% Realty are back on the airwaves of CKNW. Hello, guys. Good afternoon. Hi, Sterling. It's good to have you back with us. Uh, the Personal Real Estate Corporation, David, is real estate rules, so we've accomplished that already, haven't we? We have, yeah. We're both uh, incorporated, so we got to say Personal Real Estate Corporation. As at, done. at least once a show, and we, so now we've we taken do. care of that important bit of business. Now, to you, David, please, as we begin our 1% Realty Conversations in the usual fashion with a Vancouver, as promised, fresh real estate market update. How are we doing in Metro Vancouver this first weekend of November? Well, Sterling, uh, the market is, um, as it has been over the last couple of months, it's strong market in particular for certain segments. Uh, We're talking about condos, townhomes, the attached market. Um, is selling very, very, very well, okay. al- almost historically well. Um, the detached market is more level, it's more balanced, which means if you're a buyer, uh, there's a lot more selection and you can take your time a little bit more. You're not quite as frenzied as you were if you were trying to buy a property, a detached property earlier this year. Okay. Uh, that all said, 
Um, you know, one of the reasons that I think the market's actually the market's actually picked up technically. If you look at the the stats package from the board uh, that they just released a few days ago, okay. October was a busier month than September, and I think one of the reasons for that was uh, because of the new stress tests that are going to be uh, introduced in January. I think there are uh, people that are trying to get in before those requirements. Okay, you know, so we saw sales for October up about seven percent overall from September. Uh, we actually saw fewer properties listed in October than September. Um, and uh, I think really uh, people are trying to think ahead. Well, in January, things are going to change. We're trying to get in. We're going to get off that fence. Mm-hmm. You know. So, uh, you know, again, if you're, a, if you're a buyer of a detached property, there's more selection. I think that's probably a good thing for you. And if you're a seller of an attached property, well, prices have never been higher. Right, exactly, yeah. right. Now, Debbie, I was going to ask you, in terms of the numbers that you just quoted us for October, there are a lot of new apartments, new condo buildings. You can't drive five minutes in any direction in Metro Vancouver and not see a crane and a new building going up. Mm-hmm. As those new buildings get sold out, those add to the sales stats per month, right? There's no resale of an old house or anything involved. It's just a new property listed for the first time by the developer and sold to someone. That's a sale, isn't it? That goes into the real estate stats, right? It, it is, yeah. Uh, the overall stats that come up from the board, they don't differentiate between properties. Didn't think that are so. A year I thought, old just a curiosity or, question. Or Ten years old, yeah. Or, but certainly, all these new listings, uh, oh, sorry, new uh, new builds, are um, they don't seem to be taking up the slack, right? There's still so much demand for condos and townhomes. And I think the story has been, it, it is, and it continues to be all about affordability sure. this year, right? Buyers are looking for a place to uh, call home and they can only afford what they can afford. So so people are flocking towards condos and townhomes and all this new construction, and we see it all over the Absolutely. place. I mean, uh, John and I, we concentrate a lot in Tri-Cities and Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows, mm-hmm. and there's new buildings coming up all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They just keep selling out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So John, uh, in, in terms of those single detached houses that are on the market as Dave says I think it's uh, it, it can be uh, for people who are looking for a single detached home uh, the fact is there are more of them to look at these days and for for the buyers it's a pretty good thing isn't it that is a good thing for buyers you know everyone likes to have choices absolutely and there are more choices in in most of the price ranges of detached houses but it depends on where you are and what price range you're in again the more affordable ranges are you know they're still relatively hot so, um, you know, it's not like uh, there's, a, there's a million choices out there, but suddenly buyers can take a little bit of time, maybe do their research and put in a thoughtful offer on a property after looking at a bunch of them. So I think that's good. A nice little bit of a balanced market is not a bad thing for Greater Vancouver. In terms of the metro area, Dave, is there a hotter area, downtown, West End, Port Coquitlam? Is there a, a hot spot right now in the lower mainland that is, is really the most desired or for whatever reason hot these days? Well, you know, just to pick up on what John was saying, um, you know, the detached market certainly uh, more balanced than it has been uh, in the past. Um, That all said, you know, because affordability is key, um, the areas that are simply more affordable, like Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows and Tri-Cities, going out into the Valley, Mission, Mm -hmm. Abbotsford, even Chilliwack, right? Um, These 
pro- these areas feature a lot of detached properties that are still more affordable by lower mainland standards. Absolutely, yeah. right. And so, while detached properties, say in Vancouver or Burnaby, may be taking a little while longer to sell, uh, property detached properties in Maple Ridge, Pitt Meadows, or Porcoquitlam or Langley, these are actually still more affordable by uh, Metro Vancouver standards, and actually these are moving quite well. So you know, we're seeing you know even maybe more than ever of people moving out further. Um, I think that's a good thing for folks living out there for sure. Well, and uh, John, this is a trend that in around Metro Vancouver has been happening for a very, very long time. It started with Langley and Surrey and Cloverdale, and now it just keeps. The only direction we can go is east. Uh, the mountains kind of cut us off. The ocean cuts us off. There's a little matter of the U.S. border to the south. We've only got a certain area we can grow in. So, and younger buyers, particularly those looking for that single family, perhaps first home for the the new family or whatever, they know that if they want to get to affordable places, they're going to have to log a few miles to get to, to get it done. You hit it right on the head. You're right. The wave pushes east, uh, it, you know, and, and people follow affordability and lifestyle choices. Uh, people may get priced out of Western markets and, and head a little bit east, say, from Coquitlam to Maple Ridge sure. or from Maple Ridge to Chilliwack or... So you're right. That's that's been the direction. Uh, and when prices go up, uh, I think buyers have a choice of either maybe moving to a more affordable area or maybe downsizing their expectations and staying in the area we're in. That's been the trend the last few years. And it would seem that we're finally getting a little bit more balance. So I think it's good news for buyers and sellers can still enjoy a, a good market where if you want to be priced reasonably, you're going to get a lot of activity and you're going to sell for a good price. Absolutely. John, you had a great story that you were started to tell us. And I said, no, 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 save it for the radio. This is pretty good. You were talking about a young family with a very, very expectant mom who decided at the 11th hour that maybe we should maybe look at a a bigger place because we're going to have a baby any minute now. Tell us the story. It's a great one. Well, you know, this was a lot of of fun and this is a success story. And uh, I just want to put a shout out to Mike and Marianne and say congratulations to them for all kinds of reasons. But Sometimes people ask us, you know, what is what is this day to day thing? How does this translate? How do you how do you work with people, and how does this all work? And uh, this story, I'll, I'll try to make it relatively quick. But I got a call from a fellow uh, who said, you know, we're expecting our second child soon. We're in Coquitlam. We're in a townhouse. We need more space, right. and we want to buy out in Maple Ridge. We want to get a house with a yard, bring up our kids, and all that sort of thing, making a life change, and moving out into a detached house. So. They were due to have a baby within, oh, I think the... the and it was di- a scheduled C-section too. There was, was no mystery schedule. about it, was there? it? No, there was no mystery about it. So long story short, we, we, we got together. I did an evaluation on their townhome uh, and we decided to go looking in Maple Ridge. And what do you know? We find a place that they absolutely love. And about a week from having their baby, they decided that we would list the townhouse. We would write a subject to sale offer on the house in Maple Ridge. Uh, we listed at a price that was higher than the previous sales, but we knew the market was quite hot. Mm-hmm. And in the end, within seven days, we had multiple offers. We had it sold for about fifteen to $20,000 higher than anything else that ever sold in there. We had an offer accepted on a purchase. We ran the inspection through, got everything done. And in a period of eight days, they listed and sold their townhouse in Coquitlam. They bought a house in Maple Ridge and they had their baby. Wow. So they're ready to nest and you know they'll be moving in sometime at the end of the month. Uh, but but these are the kind of things that um, that we do on a regular basis, and this one was particularly exciting, and it went particularly well, right. and I'm really happy for the family. But uh, it just goes to show that if you're looking at buying or selling real estate and you want to make a move, it doesn't have to be Dave and I, but work with somebody who knows how to get a job done because. Right. 
this is an important step. Buying and selling properties financially, it's important. Lifestyle-wise, it's important. And in this particular case, I felt quite proud that these people were able to, within a very short period of time, achieve their goals and be ready for this baby to come and move into their brand new house. So if you work with Dave and I, we'll get your house sold in eight days. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> but it's a great story. Uh, and, and the fact is, where did they relocate to Maple Ridge from again? Where was that townhouse, John? In Coquitlam. Okay. So that okay. market is so quite hot. Just as Dave was saying, you know, if you, if you want to get into a single detached, you're going to have to move out a little bit further and find something that you can at least afford. Absolutely. Okay. And everybody's happy all around. Yes, Interesting stuff. And Dave, you had a story that you were starting to tell, and I said, no, save that one for the radio, too. It was a woman who called you up, and she was acting on behalf of her mom. She was trying to sell a unit for her. And uh, she called you up and said, uh, heard you on the radio. Uh, can you help me out? Pick it up from there. Sure. Well, so often we get telephone calls from people who will hear us on the radio or see advertisement on, online or something. And, uh, you know, lots of times uh, when they call us, they have all sorts of questions because, you know, maybe they've not used us before maybe have not known anybody that has but they love the idea of saving money and commissions yes. right because of course you know one percent realty we do all the same kinds of things but we just charge less than is typical right there's no there's no standard rates out there but we charge less right uh, than is really common and uh, and so she had us out and she said you know uh, I love the idea of saving commissions she said uh, you know I think this property is going to sell real well and I think uh, she's correct because this property happens to be in a complex that's really 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 desired in okay, the area. Right, right. And um, she said, you know, I, I love the idea of same commissions, but I was told by somebody that, you know, if, if I list with 1% Realty, uh, other agents aren't going to show our listing. Uh-huh. Uh, other agents are going to blackball us uh, that you guys really aren't going to do anything. Oh, uh, other agents aren't going to, uh, you know, uh, deal with us at all. And you Well, know, at least she had the presence of mind to call you up to verify whether those rumors were true. And it turns out, of course, they're not. But she at least went went to the source. Smart woman. Yeah, well, well this is exactly right, right? So there's all sorts of... Uh misinformation floating around out there. No question about it. And you might hear it from all sorts of different folks. The reality is that when people actually sit down with us and we can explain exactly how we work, we can explain that, in fact, the large majority of our listings are sold by agents from other brokerages, bringing their buyers, accepting the commissions that we offer. When we can explain that our average time on the market is about the same as everybody else's out there. When we can explain that we've been in business for 1% Realty almost two decades right. now, and we've got hundreds of agents across the country, and we're not a fly-by-night company, that we're actually a company that's getting sold, uh, putting sold stickers on signs constantly, and we're consistently among the highest selling agents in the business. When people actually uh, get that information firsthand and can meet us and see that we're real people, in fact, a large majority uh, decide to go ahead and list with us. So, you know, we are going to be listing this property, and I'm sure just like so many other properties that we list, it's going to sell in a couple of days or eight days, like John was saying, right, or maybe right. a week or two or whatever. The point is, though, we're going to list the property, uh, we're going to do the good type of marketing that we do, it's going to sell, and our client's going to walk away with more money in their pocket. Why? Because rather than uh, you know just believing what she heard from some other source, she called us and uh, got the information firsthand. 
Interesting stuff. And that's what all it takes, friends. You hear us on the radio and you pick up the phone. You dial 604-265-8280. That gets you through to John or Dave, 604-265-8280. And if you didn't have a chance to write that down, because, well, maybe you're driving, remember this website address, savewithjohnanddave.com. Savewithjohnanddave.com. Phone numbers on the website and tons of great information about the 1% Realty Story. We're going to take a break for the news right now and back with lots more right here on vancouver consumer on news talk 980 cknw and welcome back to vancouver consumer this chilly saturday afternoon i'm sterling fox joined in studio by john carlson and david mater from one percent realty here in the metro vancouver area talking about to what well, david gave us the uh, the freshest numbers from the real estate board of greater vancouver which just came out day what a couple of days ago so we know that october was a good month and certainly the, the trend of sales activity in metro vancouver is really unabated it's yes there are ups and downs in the marketplace but this is a high demand area people always want to buy and move to vancouver that's how it seems to be doesn't it yeah yeah. absolutely this is a 12-month market here in greater vancouver unlike some so we're anticipating that things will stay steady throughout the year right okay so as uh and we've talked about this and we've been on the air long enough now that we've been through what i have determined through questions are the two peak buying periods of the season the spring and the fall and now we're on the tail end of the fall is there a winter lull dave or does buying as john said just carry on slightly less uh a frenzied pace through the winter months. Well, the, like you say, the market typically is busiest in the spring season, uh, but there's another really busy time of year, which is the fall. Market often takes a bit of a breather in the summertime. Sure. That all said, uh, you know, it really continues quite busy until you get really close to Christmas. Uh, a couple of weeks before Christmas, things do tend to start slowing down somewhat. That all said, I think John and I probably have both been out, uh, you know, over the years on Christmas Eve doing deals when we should be at home actually dealing with presents. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, absolutely. That's the thing about the uh, Christmas market or the winter market. There are fewer listings that are hitting in December, right. say then March, April, May, June. Uh, and there are fewer buyers. But those buyers out there, if you're looking in December for a house, you're serious. Mm-hmm. You probably sold in October, November, and you need a place to be. So Uh, Being on the market in December is not a bad thing, given that your competition is somewhat less than it might be at other times of the year. And the buyers out there are not just looky-loos, they're serious. So uh, like I say, this is a 12-month business in Greater Vancouver. The real estate market just keeps on going. But yeah, we're going to have some smaller numbers probably in the stats in December and January. I'd like to get more of the 1% realty story from you fellows this afternoon. And and Dave, let's start with you because you alluded to it uh, before the news break. You were talking about a person who had called you and asked you to come over and and act on behalf of her mom and help sell her mom's uh, condo uh, and and but the person called you up with some some serious uh, errors in in her information about one percent realty and god bless her for calling you up and going is this true because you get to say no it's not but you know there is this this mi- misinformation surrounding one percent realty basically as consumers typically do dave if you spend less you expect less. Something must be missing. So what am I giving up if I opt to go 1% realty to sell my house? Sure. To kind of summarize how we work and to answer those questions, um, what we do at 1% Realty is we're, we're fully licensed, full service agents. We do all the same types of things that 
uh, other agents out there do. The difference is just in a nutshell, we charge less and a lot of us tend to sell a lot more properties than average. Right. So so to break down how the, the fees work, you know, there's no set commissions in Canada, but what's really common is 7% on the first 100 and 2.5% in the balance, at least in the Metro Vancouver Absolutely. area. Absolutely. We're pretty comfortable it's, with those it's numbers. Pretty, They've pretty, been around a long time, they, haven't they? They, they have been, yes. Uh, what we do by contrast is we just charge a flat fee for anything that sells under six hundred thousand dollars, sixty nine fifty, six thousand nine hundred fifty dollars. Right. Uh, anything over six hundred thousand is just one percent of the sale price plus nine hundred fifty dollars. Of course, there's always GST on commissions too. Um, so how would that compare? For instance, that six hundred thousand dollar townhome in Coquitlam. Um, so if you're paying seven and two and a half with somebody else, that's going to be roughly about nineteen five, nineteen thousand five hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, with us, that's sixty nine fifty. So that's a savings is somewhere around 12 grand ish 12 to 13,000 dollars plus GST. Right. Uh, for that million dollar property, uh, instead of 295 or 30,000 dollars at 7 and 2 and a half, uh, our commission is going to be about 11,000 dollars. So you're saving 19 20 grand plus taxes. For that, um, you know, you get the full meal deal with us, right? The question is, what aren't you getting? Right? Well, yeah. you, we love the idea of saving commissions, but what aren't we getting? Well, uh, there isn't anything that you're not getting in our view. Um, you know, full MLS, of course. By far the most important place to be advertised uh, has always been and still continues to be MLSrealtor.ca. The, right. re- the, the, the reality is, is that ready, willing, and able buyers are still going to MLS.ca. And that's where realtors go. Well, realtors go to the master MLS system, but that's where the, the main... Uh, databases. Uh, but I, I think anyone listening to the program seriously interested in housing is fully aware of MLS and Realtor.ca. Well, and they're probably yeah. pr- fairly frequent visitors themselves. Consumers, John, you keep saying this. Consumers in 2017 are really well-informed people. Absolutely. I mean, I've been in real estate 21 years. I can tell you, when I started to today, there's almost no similarities in terms of how uh, how buyers go about finding properties. In the old days, we had catalogs. People yeah. would ask, hey, John, can I borrow your catalog? I want to see what's for sale in this price range. Right. And the catalog's a week and a half old, and I've maybe got my notes in it. Oh, this one's sold, this one's not. Well, nowadays, it's a complete 180. When yeah. I take a listing, uh, I don't uh, have to uh, have everybody tell everybody individually. I get calls and emails saying, hey, uh, John, MLS number 2217 blah, blah, blah. Right. Tell me about this listing. I saw your sign. I saw it hit MLS. Give me the information, please. So, you know, Facebook campaigns, Mm -hmm. uh, there's all kinds of ways that people become aware of properties. Dave and I do all this sort of stuff. So when you list with us, you will have your property marketed where it needs to be, and it will be noticed. And uh, you're absolutely right. The buyers nowadays know where properties are. There's all kinds of online searches that people can do. So my job and Dave's job is really to help facilitate these buyers move from a point of where they're interested in maybe a property to giving them all the tools they need to actually act on that property and complete on it. And Dave, you were saying the woman who called you uh, with this uh, request to please come by and, and have a look at my, my mom's property and, and uh, tell us if you'd like to help us sell it. She cited a few instances of misinformation to you on the phone, and you were able to correct her on the phone and then arrange that one-to-one meeting. But one of the things she mentioned to you on the phone was, I've heard that you know uh, other realtors won't show your properties. They, it's just a thing they do. And you know, this is this is straight out misinformation. So you straightened her out on the telephone. Why don't you take a crack at our listeners on the radio right now? Because this is important stuff. Sure. 
Yeah, it is. In fact, that's the single most uh, frequently asked question that we get because everybody loves the idea of saving commissions, but everybody's wondering if they're disadvantaged by listing with us because will other agents actually show us or For not? sure, yeah. So, you know, kind of mentioned this a second ago, um, the large majority of our listings are sold by agents from other brokerages annually and they bring their buyers just like they bring their buyers to other uh, listings that are offering more commission. They they bring their buyers to our listings. Why? Because the buyers want to see the listings. Right. Right, you know, like John was saying, it's, it's it's such a different market than it was today, or that it is today than it was, say, 30 years ago. Buyers have as much access to information as to what's out there as as the agents do. Mm-hmm. The reality of a buyer is looking for a property like yours, sitting in the geographical area yours is sitting, and the price range you've listed it with all the square footage, and if it's by the parks and all that stuff, they're going to see it advertised. Our listings are advertised alongside all the other listings out there. So someone's looking for a property like yours, well, they'll see it before they go buy a neighbor's property, right. before they write the offer on the neighbor's property, they're going to want to come and see yours too. Of course, that's exactly what you would do if you were buying a property. And if they like yours better than the neighbor's, they'll write an offer on yours. If they like the neighbor's property better, they'll, they'll me make, a, make an offer on the neighbor's. But you know the amount of commission that's actually involved in the transaction, that simply doesn't enter into the equation as far as what buyers want to buy. That's true. right? That just yeah. doesn't. And so uh, for that reason, our business model works just fine because the buyers are in the driver's seat. You know, we don't dispute that other agents would like to get paid more commission. Right. Sure, they'd like to get paid more, but the point is it's not up to them. It's up to the buyers, up to the clients. Agents are just middlemen, just facilitators, right? They're there to make things run smoothly and that's what they do regardless of commissions. And along those lines, uh, of course, we collect less commission on the listings we take and we offer out less commission than some of these other companies to the other agents who bring the buyers. Okay. Uh, But people have to remember that everything is negotiable. And how does this translate into the real world? I want to just briefly touch on a situation. This is a very fresh uh, listing that I've been working on lately, offer situation uh, in the $1.2 million range. So we're 1% plus 950. Our commission, 12,950. We get offers from other parties. And in one particular case, the other party, this sometimes happens, and there's nothing unethical about this. The buyer and the buyer's agent may write in the contract that they would like their agent to get more commission. Okay. So that happened recently, and it does happen uh, out there. The good news is the sellers are in the driver's seat. The buyer wants to buy the property. And sometimes compromises are made. So if we look at a $1.2 million property at the typical seven and two and a half, uh, that would be about a $34,500 commission. Okay. So I'm on MLS with a commission of about 13000 Agent comes, brings an offer, asks for more commission. My sellers weren't entirely opposed to it, but they didn't hire us at 1% really to pay those commissions. But they said, John, you know, we don't mind flexing a little bit. So they upped the commission to the other agent by $5,000, which puts us at about an $18,000 position compared to 34.5. Is that a win? I think it is about half of what what she would have had to pay otherwise. Absolutely. So we're not entirely inflexible. We're not throwing people aside saying, don't even come here if you, we are here to do business and everything is negotiable. But what we do not do, Dave and I, we don't throw a, in this particular case, a $35,000 commission around a seller's neck like an anchor and throw them into MLS. We start off with a very reasonable commission. By far, most of our listings that sell, the commission never gets altered. But in a case like this, Sometimes there is a deal to be made. And my position when I talk to my clients is, let's look at this offer in totality. What's the price? What's the conditions? Are the dates right? Is everything good for you? If you did pay this agent another $5,000 and their buyer requests that they get paid a little bit more, is that still a win for you? And in this particular case, my client said, yes, it is. So 
Just want to be clear that commissions are always negotiable. But what Dave and I specialize in is providing excellent real estate experience and service. I, I really do believe we're two of the best agents in the business. And we do it at a very good rate. And we give our clients the proper advice to make good decisions at offer time. And sometimes if commission's negotiable, that's fine. But the bottom line is our sellers are always in the driver's seat and they make those decisions. And it's important, I guess, that, we, that our listeners should know from both of you that uh, our, our guests combined have sold over, well over, a thousand homes over the years. They're very active in the marketplace. And as the 1% realty, Dave, you talked about this earlier. The company is decades old. You have 1% realtor call leagues all over British Columbia and across Canada. And in fact, one of you uh, recently helped a a lower mainland couple move to Chilliwack with uh, the cooperation of another 1% realty agent in that area. Was that you, John? Well, well, actually, almost, yes. We've got a new listing, actually. Maybe maybe I'll plug it right now. Well, sure, go ahead. And then I'll tell you the quick story. Uh, I've got a listing. We've got a listing at 5642B. This is a half duplex, Kathleen Drive in Chilliwack. Hasn't even hit MLS yet. The ink's just drying on the contract. It's been forwarded over to MLS. Okay. 429.9, four-bedroom, half-duplex with a private yard. This is going to be a hot listing. And the point is, uh, this was a past client of mine who I worked for in Coquitlam in the past, and she has an investment property. And she says, John, do you work out in Chilliwack? And I say, of course. Well, I've worked out there many times. But in this particular case, I called a partner, Rosie Binstead out in Chilliwack and Abbotsford. What a great lady and a smart realtor. And I called her and she helped me come to the accurate pricing and we decided we'd work together on it. So what Dave and I do is if if there's areas that we can't very easily serve, we bring on partners from our company. So sure. if, if you're thinking of selling your property in Chilliwack or beyond or uh, some areas that are far removed from from our central areas of Maple Ridge, Pitt Meadows, Langley, uh, Tri-Cities and that sort of thing, we can still work with you and we can still help you. But likely we might bring on a partner to work in that area to handle some of the showings. And the good news is for the seller, it doesn't cost you twice as much. It doesn't cost you any more. You still get John and Dave, mm-hmm. but we bring on partners. So uh, this is going to be a great listing and it's just nice to be working in all these areas. Absolutely. And Dave, as far as the Fraser Valley goes, and I think we've sort of uh, hammered this point a few times over this discussion, but it, it's it's certainly a trend that began 20, 30 years ago. And there's absolutely no uh, signs on the horizon that it's going to change. People, uh, younger families, first-time buyers particularly, uh, looking for that, as John's clients were saying, the, the ones that just had the had the baby in the middle of, of selling and buying and moving. Uh, they, a young family, needed more space with the second child and quite willing to accept the fact that they have to drive a little bit more if they want what they really want, which is that single-family home with a backyard and the lifestyle for their kids that goes with it that trend is is not going to change anytime soon well i'm not sure how it could right with people moving into the lower mainland the metro vancouver area and uh land at such a premium you know vancouver burnaby where you're going to build where you're going to live right right um you know like you know you mentioning the u.s to the south of us the mountains to the north of us and the water to the west uh, there's really only one direction to go. And uh, so, I mean, I think that's a huge uh, growth spot. I mean, Maple Ridge alone, one of the fastest uh, growing communities in B- BC period. Uh, more uh, building permits issued in, in Maple Ridge over the last couple of years than almost anywhere else in, in uh, BC. Interesting, I didn't uh, know just, that. Absolutely, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, there's tons that? of land in Maple Ridge. Yeah. And they, they keep building houses, condos, townhomes, 
all over the place, right? Because there's still lots of places to go. And, you know, Langley and Surrey are similar. Uh, but uh, the reality is, is that uh, people are uh, moving out there because they see the value. And uh, John and I are always happy to help. Interesting stuff. Their website, by the way, friends, savewithjohnanddave.com. And the phone number, wait till they get off the radio, 604-265-8280. Uh, John, you're a car nut. You like to tinker with old cars and, and fix them up and all of that kind of stuff. And you, you had a, one of you two had a property. It was in the Maple Ridge area. It was a single detached home, lovely home, on a bit of land, but the selling feature that you were knocked out by was this garage, just a dream garage for a guy like you who likes to get out there and play around on the car. Absolutely. That that listing actually we mentioned last time we were on the air. We do have an accepted offer, hoping it firms up very soon, but yeah, that garage is for somebody much more advanced than I. I mean, I, I know a hammer, a screwdriver, that's about it, but uh, yeah, we got a great property in Maple Ridge with a 3,400 square foot shop. It does now have an accepted offer on it, but it's not sold firm yet. So if anyone is looking for that kind of property, you can call us and we'll keep you informed on that one too. Okay. So as, as acting as a buyer's agent, does that have people just call you up? I heard you on the radio. You sound like decent guys to do business with. We want to buy a home. Can you help us? Uh, does that happen a lot, Dave? People just cold calling you out of the blue? Now, we work with as many sellers uh, as we do buyers, really. I mean, uh, usually when a seller sells some uh, property, they have to go somewhere and so uh, we help them on that end. But plenty of times uh, we're referred to people uh, who are just looking to buy a property, right? First time home buyers, they've never sold. Exactly, before, right? right so, sure. So they got to look. So we're always happy to help people whether or not they're selling or buying. Just give us a call. Uh, and we'll be happy to uh, to rock you right through the whole process. Interesting. The call, again, can be made to 604-265-8280. And if you missed the number, it's on the website, savewithjohnanddave.com. Just a few seconds left. Uh, John, any uh, open houses this weekend between the two of you you want to tell us about? Yeah, actually, we've got an open house uh, this afternoon. Um, in fact, it's uh, on as we speak. Um, it's a fantastic uh, condo, two-bedroom, two-bath, overlooking Pit Meadows Golf. Golf Course, Meadow Gardens Way, uh, Unit 202-19677, Meadow Gardens Way, uh, listed at $462,000, 1,050 square feet, beautiful view looking right over the 18th fairway. Just and, gorgeous. And more information at savewithjohnanddave.com. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Sterling. Thanks, Sterling. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and David Mater for another informative visit and real estate update. Next week, the lawyers from Zuckerman Law will be here to take your calls on all matters relating to family law. Time now for the Steel Report. And in recognition of Variety Week, today Linda talks about Variety, the children's charity, and how you can become involved. I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steele Report. For over 50 years, Variety, the children's charity, has been helping kids with special needs. Variety makes sure these young people have what they need to thrive when they need extra help with health care. Children like Jenna from Prince George, who now, thanks to Variety, has a wheelchair van. They make me feel special, you know, because they are helping me gain more independence and freedom and mobility and you know it's not only me they're helping it's a bunch of other children and other people all across British Columbia that they're helping as well. Cedar, a teen from Salmo, BC, now has a power chair, more independence and a chance to spend more time with her sister. Being able to go places with my sister just with her 
because I never get to do that. These are just two of the thousands of young people Variety has helped and will continue to help to donate text kids to 45678 to make an automatic $20 donation to Variety BC or go to their website variety.bc.ca. I'm Linda Steele and that's your Steele Report. Thanks, Linda. Steel and Drex, weekday afternoons 2 to 6 on News Talk 980 CKNW. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we go. Gas prices went up a cent on Thursday, and at that time, GasBuddy.com senior analyst Dan McTagg warned us it isn't over yet and added there may be another two-cent increase last night that would push prices to $1.47.9 a liter for regular at many stations across Metro Vancouver, and sure enough, up they went again again last night. McTagg thinks that price will likely hold on until Wednesday, and what happens after that depends on the market. That buck forty-seven nine a liter looks like the high-end prices in Metro Vancouver, says Dan. There are differences in prices as you head out of the TransLink area, particularly if you're heading to Abbotsford. It's always at least 10 cents less or cheaper, simply because they don't have that tax that we have in Metro Vancouver, and that transit tax is a pretty hefty one. One of the reasons gas prices continue to go up is because of supply concerns in the Pacific Northwest in the U.S. and right across that country. McTagg adds, we haven't seen prices this high here in Metro Vancouver since July 2014. And as we already know, B.C. drivers pay some of the highest gas taxes across the entire country. Not a happy story, but important to know as you get set to fill up for Monday morning. Now, while we won't know which of the 238 bids will win the right to host Amazon's new headquarters for a few more months, Vancouver became a winner of sorts already yesterday when Amazon announced it will add a 1,000 new jobs in this province by early 2020. That will bring the Seattle-based company's BC-based professional workforce up to 2,000 people. The company says it will open a second corporate office in Vancouver, downtown on Dunsmuir Street. The jobs, the new ones, will include tech and non-tech jobs, like software development, along with marketing and human resources. Positive feedback from both the mayor and the premier on this announcement, with John Horgan reminding us that tech sector jobs typically pay 75% more than the provincial average. And if you're going out later this chilly Saturday evening, take a few moments to look up when you do, because what you will see, barring the cloud cover, is a hunter's moon in the sky. The moon, also known as the blood moon, is named for hunters who killed their prey by moonlight in millennia gone by as they prepared for winter. The moon's color is due to its proximity to the horizon and is sure to make for some great pictures. In the route up in the Daily Hive, we also see the hunter's moon will rise just after sunset and set around sunrise, making this the only night in the month when the moon is going to be in the sky all night long the harvest moon is the full moon closest closest rather to the fall equinox the hunter's moon tonight is the full moon after the harvest moon and don't forget tonight before you head to bed another reminder from the nice people at vancouver consumer to turn your clocks back an hour before you go to bed it's time to fall back to standard time yes the new bc government is very aware of the grumbling more of it this year than ever about this unnecessarily fitting fiddling around with clock stuff and they have committed themselves to looking at uh, continuing with the time change but none of that will affect the 2018 calendar 
they're taking a long horizon view. And that is our show for today, produced by Ben Dooley with Chris Brentlinger-Grant at the controls. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 with the folks from Zuckerman Law for another edition of Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.